Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's seize it now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, ayy. Real 45, yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man, yeah. Welcome to Real 45. This is episode 5. I'm Greg Hancock. This is my partner in crime who recently turned 40 and he's uh, he's feeling pretty fresh after that, that awesome spa day. So uh, welcome, Stephen Janelle. Thank you and thanks for today. Today was, it was so cool going to the spa, getting this massage girl <laughs> dude. Oh, did you have a girl massage? No. Or you had a massage girl? No, I got a massage girl. Oh, you didn't have a girl massage? <laughs> No, it was really manly. Alright. <laughs> yeah, alright, yeah. So we did the manly thing, right? So <laughs> absolutely. It was really she she was hard hard hemmed in Swedish. Hard yeah. Okay. Hard handed. I don't hard, know. Right. Sure. Like that one. Yeah, that sounds good. Hard hemmed. Sounds better than hard handed. <laughs> it does. <laughs> For sure. So we went to Sturebadet in Stockholm. Yeah. We took the bus from our local area there in Nortelia and, and uh I kind of kidnapped Stefan, you know, it's... it's I have no idea. No, that's right, and that's the best thing. But luckily your daughter was a partner in this, and she she kept a quiet, uh, yeah, tight lip, didn't say much, and worked worked good with the planning. So we kidnapped him, I kidnapped him, took him down to Stockholm and and treated him to a real uh, chick-style spa day. (laughs) I get nude. Yeah, yeah, good lucky you. That was good. That was good. (laughs) But not, not the spa, not the therapist, they don't do that. That's no, it's true, but this was very relaxing. Yeah. It's all about taking care of you and making sure you're relaxed and you enjoy it. And I'm sure you did, right? I really enjoyed it. It was so fun, and it's one of the best days in a long time. Hey, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. So we we shared a few quiet moments in the pool and discussed, you know, today's podcast. And uh, here we are. So um, now we're actually sitting in a in a restaurant eating tapas. That's right. What's the, how do you pronounce it? Boop. Bucaria? Bucaria? Bucaria. Bucaria. Or in Spanish is I don't know. Bucaria. No, Bucaria. Uh-huh. No, but er. Bucaria. 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 Bucaria, man. Right. I'm getting a lesson. Yeah. You speak Spanish? I did. <laughs> that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> and I haven't speak to, to a Spanish guy or girl. Senior. Senora, senorita. Senora, senorita. Okay. Uh, that was a long time ago. And that was even longer ago than I spoke Spanish. I had, I had one year of Spanish. And we could say Mexican Spanish in California. Oh, you did? And uh, I'm going to steal your show now because I had the coolest Spanish teacher you could ever ask for. And his, he was also the surfing teacher from my high school at that time. was Corona Del Mar High School in California. Wow. And his name was Mr. Fish. Mr. Fish. So, of course. I mean, you're good at Spanish. So what would be Mr. Fish in Spanish? Oh, it's... Uh, how do you say fish? 
Pez. Pez. Oh yeah, you know more than me. Senior Pez. Senior Pez. Senior Pez. That's how he introduced himself. Senior Pez. Senior Pez. So that was Senior Pez. He was a serving teacher and he was a Spanish teacher. So it wasn't hard to learn Spanish, right? No. You know, you wanted to surf early in the morning and you wanted to speak Spanish. But the difference was I didn't take surfing class. So I didn't surf in the morning because it was too cold in the water and you had to get up too early. So. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> anyway, Senior Pez so, was the man. Oh, that's cool. Senior Pez. So here we are. We're sitting in Mood Gallerium. Yeah. In uh, a cool, dark period of the year. Yeah. Here in uh, Stockholm. Rad place, Bukharia. We had a cool day. Eating uh, tapas. Yeah. Tapas are good. Yeah, they're really good ones here. And uh, the water is good too. The water's really good. Yeah. Yep. And it's, uh, we're not drinking Scottish whiskey this time, we're just drinking water. Yeah. Now. Now. <laughs> you know, everybody should. We're just plugging now. So we plugged Stuart Bought It. Yeah. Stuart Gallery. And now we've plugged Mood. Bukharia, yeah. We're not getting sponsored for anything, but we're plugging everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I hope they're plugging us. <laughs> That's the no, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't sound right, does it? Don't no. you dare plug us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had some good food and a couple of drinks. And, and now you're going to uh, go down in Sweden. That's right. Meet some cool guys. Yeah. Taking a ride down. I'm going to hook up with... Uh, an old friend, an old colleague, fellow racer who was recently retired, very recently retired. And the guy, a Swedish dude, he and I, our careers have, have kind of uh, ran parallel from, from the early days, or the, which would be the early 90s, and ran all the way up through, uh, yeah, here we are, 2017. But a Swedish guy didn't speak a lot of English. He went to live in England. He lived in the Midlands, uh, Wolverhampton to be more precise. Uh-huh. So his Swedish English with a black country accent, <laughs> which there's only a few that have really mastered the black country accent. And here's a Swedish guy. I know one other guy, a Danish guy, by the name of Eric Gunderson, who also was pretty good with a black country accent. <laughs> How does that sound, the black country accent? You're all right, mate. You're all right. Oh. I'm all right. You're all right. That's the one. I am, yeah. I'm all right, mate. Anyway, you're going to hear it all now. So we met up with uh, our great friend, Peter Carlson, who has swapped over his hat. He's changed over from a helmet to a hat. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be my... He'll be my new boss for the Swedish team I'm riding for in 2018. Down in Molilla. Which I'm pretty excited about because I have a, a, a really good... I think a really good relationship, friendship with him. And I hope he says the same. He will. He will. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. He has to. Otherwise, I just won't ride. <laughs> How do you feel about it? To have him as a boss? I feel good about it. I am... 
I just said um. Yeah. I can't say um. I, I like PK, and he's he's got such a, a, a cool history, such a cool, mellow, easygoing sort of dude. Also, very successful racer. We've had some tough battles on the track. Can't say we've had tough battles off the track because he's not the kind of guy that's tough off the track. He's more of, of a real dude, real friend, and just uh, well, you know, it is what it is. And here we are. So I really dig this guy, and I, I'm excited because I think that we share a lot of common old school <laughs> sort of ways. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I hope that he finds as much inspiration in it as I do. So I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, I can see that. And you're you're going to to interview him now, huh? I'm going to interview him now. Obviously, for me, it was uh, we got a busy day ahead of you, so I I took the ride down myself. <laughs> and uh, do what do you do in the in the van? I do what I do in the van. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm not in the shower, doing my hardcore thinking and planning, I'm in the van doing my hardcore thinking and planning. Yeah. And I, I like that. For me, I get my a lot of inspiration. I get a lot of ideas. Most of them are, are aren't worth a darn, but are worth it. Yeah, they're just not worth it. Yeah, but, but you have time to talk about it with some other guys when you're while you're in the phone. Oh yeah, and I do lots of talking. Oh, hands free, of course. Of course, I would never yeah. break the law. No, you don't do that, especially in Sweden. You're supposed to. You guys are pretty precise, and, and it's good for me. Me and an American who doesn't ever listen and obey the law and things like that. I'm a pretty mean guy and break a lot of laws. Break a lot of rules. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you're you're that guy. Yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. such a bad guy. Big mouth. Make everybody angry. But anyway, I have a lot of time in the car, and we're gonna have a really cool interview. Hope you guys can sit back and relax and really enjoy listening to a few stories and more just general chat. Maybe things about us that you didn't know and things about Peter Carlson that you didn't know. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Getting to know him a bit more. And you know also Peter's brother, Michael Max, is retired only one year ago, I believe, and he's taking care of the track down in Molilla. So they've got like a little family organization, but they'll be working together for the first time, maybe the first time ever, I don't know. They can they've raced together. Oh. But now they're gonna be working together in a whole other field. So both of them are wearing different hats. Wow. And they're both gonna be uh, working alongside me or I'm gonna be working alongside them, so it's gonna be fun. Wow, cool. How's your black country? My accent. It's really bad. Do you wanna try? No. Nah, I'm gonna try man. <laughs> I'm going to London. This no, that's more like that's more like. It <laughs> sounds more like Göteborgska <laughs> from Gothenburg. <laughs> so that's Göteborgska. That's a little bit more like Black Country, England, right? Uh, Same Sweden. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, the Swedish Black Country thing. <laughs> so maybe I can ask Peter too if he can speak a little bit more British English yeah. rather than Black Country English. Yeah, I'll yeah. go to London this this Thursday. So maybe I learned something more about that. Right. What are you doing in London? I'm just going for a romantic trip with my with my wife because I'm turning 40. I turned 40, as we thought about. Yeah. Right. A romantic trip. Are you going to take her on the Jack the Ripper tour? Absolutely. I heard so about that. But really I'm scared and wants to hang all over you. No, save me. I, I think I will be the scared one. <laughs> 
that's okay. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm manly. You, so, you're, yeah. I saw that today. <laughs> you're so manly. So, okay, yeah. so you're doing a romantic weekend in London. Yeah. You guys are gonna just go on for the weekend like that, and then are you gonna see any shows, or you got plans, or are you just gonna kind of go with the flow? We kind of go with the flow. We, uh, it's one goal that we are going to this. I don't remember the name, but it's like uh, uh, you can have sausage and bubbles, so champagne and, and sausage. So it's bubble sausage or sausage bubble or. Okay. I don't remember the name of it. I like it. Is it like a new trend? or I mean, sausage and bubbles? And <laughs> what can go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Give me a hot dog with some bubbles. Yeah, I like the hot dogs and she likes bubbles. So. That's got to be an American thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> we mix all kinds of weird stuff. But in England. Yeah, but in England. So that one, and we have to go to a, cl- a pub called Round Table Pub. Round Table? Yeah, Round Table. Round Table. Round Table Pub? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like a, a man's club called Man Round Table. Oh, right, like the club here. Yeah. When you, okay, right. And they have the same thing in, in England and they have their own pub. So I need to go there. Oh, that's pretty cool. And that's in, that's in London. Yeah. I don't remember, I don't remember the, the street of it, but I saw it on TripAdvisor. <laughs> so. Sweet. Need to go there. Yeah, sweet. Do, are you gonna eat like real traditional foods and stuff there too, or do in the round table? Is that like that's a worldwide organization, or it's a worldwide organization? Oh, okay. So they they, they fit in in every environment. Yeah. Okay. But I hope to to eat something local like fries, <laughs> chips, uh, fish chips. And chips. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't say fries. That's no. like McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. No. Chips. Uh, fish and chips, of course, with a vinegar. Oh, salt and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to really pile it on too, so it's dripping out of the paper. Oh yeah. yeah. You gotta be, really, be a lot. Yeah. So now we have no no plans. And you like beer, that. right? Beers, yeah. Okay. About the, the what do you call the the dark one? The oh, like an ale or a or a like a Guinness or something. Guinness, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if, if I'm gonna drink one of those, but you should when you're in London, huh? Yeah, but you gotta find the right place. Um, finding the, the place that's like a, a good Irish pub that serves it from the tap, the right temperature, and of course they top it off with a cool little four leaf clover or something on the top of the foam. I think that's pretty important. And even though so I sound like a professional, <laughs> I've only done it once with a great, a good friend named Richard Clark, who Peter Carlson also knows, so I'll have to bring this up with him if I remember. But yeah, you, you How do you know that if I go into a pub and it looks really English? Is there a question I can ask them so I know that I get a really Guinness, not a fake one? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's kind of a, one of those questions that you've got to maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta judge the bartender and see, like, is he the kind of one I want to ask this question, or do I just go for it? I want a What's real pint. <laughs> I, want a, I want a real pint of Guinness. Maybe you gotta research that one a little bit more. Yeah. So you don't just. <laughs> I never know. You. you never know what's going. <laughs> and we'll just give you a, no. something different. But. 
<laughs> no way. But you know what? I think British people in general, they're, they're pretty nice. cool. They're really nice. They're social. And being in pubs, you're never going to get a bad pint of anything in a cool pub in, in London, I think. So, uh, live for the moment, right? I mean, you got to... Oh, I'm a big fan of those. When I, go to, when I go to England myself these days, which isn't very often anymore, but I want to see my friends. And I want to... I want a nice cold pint yeah. of lager or pretty much lager. Yeah, lager is that's my favorite too. It's good though. Have, have you been riding in England or with, with Peter? I raced a lot, mostly against Peter, in, in my whole career racing in the UK, which a lot of that was in the span of the 90s, the whole 90s and up through uh, the early years of the 2000s. I rode for a club which was like a, a derby club huh? a derby club as we would say derby. Oh, okay. for Cradley Heath mm-hmm. in the early years and, and Peter rode for Wolverhampton and they were the Wolves so we raced against each other so it was hardcore back then it was you didn't even need to win the league championship in the, in the season you just needed to make sure that our club beat that club oh. whenever they met whether it was in the league or it was in there they had like a, also a local derby trophy called the Dudley Wolves trophy and that was just for the area and usually that was against greatly against Wolverhampton and as long as we beat Wolverhampton every year we didn't need to win the league and, and you know what we didn't win the league you did? the whole time I was there we never won the league Wolverhampton won a few but did you did you know Peter back then I knew him, and I started racing in Sweden in 1992, my first year, so then I started seeing much more of him even, because we were racing against each other in England, we were racing against each other in Sweden, and then also in, in Poland too, when we started going there, he was riding for different clubs, so... I, I truly believe, and the statistics can be confirmed here, that the only time we ever raced together in the same team officially was this year. The last year? The last year for PK in Piratana, in Motala, for the Pirates. I guested for his team, and he guested for our team, and we were on the same teams like that, where maybe he helped an injured rider, or I helped an injured rider on his team, for we were teammates for a day. Uh, but for a whole season, I don't really believe we ever raced in the same team anywhere except for uh, yeah except for Peratana so I hope nobody proves me wrong on this but I am 47 so <laughs> I have an excuse <laughs> excuse no no I don't think so but no we've had a lot of good years together and he's he's a rad guy he's one of the most easygoing dudes riders just real guys around you know and he's really quiet never I don't think I've ever seen him lose his cool ever no never no way and he had a long career too really long career successful career and even if he had a hard race whether it was with me against me or (laughs) you know he and I had a tough battle he would just come in and you know he wears glasses too PK and he would come in he wears special goggles with lenses in his goggles and he'd come in from the heat and take his goggles off and he'd put his glasses on and it's like when he once he changed from the goggles to the glasses the race face went away and came on to the normal PK guy and that's this is my own opinion uh, and he would just be a regular guy he would just oh well that was alright or maybe I need to be a little bit better next time oh 
<laughs> Just like that. That's how I see him. Wow. So, so the guy is, yeah, the guy is just unreal. So, so think, yeah. Let, let's see what happens when you when you meet him. Yeah, absolutely. What you talked about. For sure. And uh, have you seen what he looks like? No, I never seen him. Oh, man. I have to see if I can find you a picture of him because you, you should see him. He's, you won't forget him. He's a... Uh, He's a pretty Swedish guy. Okay. And he comes from like down in uh, where I always say he comes from uh, Maria's dog. Oh. So, oh, here's a picture of him. You can see him there. Oh, I can see him there, yeah. So, cool. He looks pretty Swedish, right? He does. Yeah. When, he's, when he talks to you, you wouldn't know he's a Swede because he speaks with that, that accent they have down there or it sounds like he's from the black country. Oh. So next year, it looks like he can he, he fits in a moustache. <laughs> so maybe next year he will be in the in the moustache campaign for this prostate cancer that we have in Sweden. On November. On November, yeah. So so next year when you when you finish your your season, he will go on social media for for November. Oh, he will do that. I hope so. We, we can ask him. Oh, he kind of has to now, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he has to. He's, got, he's, he's just been like summoned. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the the rad thing about him, he's he's changing his hat. He's going over from a writer to a team manager. But I don't know how many people know what he did this last year in Sweden and what he's going to do next year too. He's already issued a challenge. He wants me to go run the Stockholm Marathon with him. So I'm trying to find lots of excuses why I can't. But. I'm running out of options right now. So he's already bought the bought the, the ticket for you. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much, I'm already there. So we'll see if it, if it works with dates and all that stuff. But he did the, the Swedish class classic classicer. What do you call it in Swedish? The yes, classicer. Yeah, classicer. And he did the running and the cycling and the swimming. He did that this year and pretty darn impressive. The guy's he's like a machine in one way. That's cool. And and he just finished. Yeah. You have to ask him why. Yeah, that's a good question. I will ask him. And he always told me that it's where our ages are quite similar. And I'm not going to tell you who's who's leading the race and the age, but he always says to me, "Don't you dare, don't retire, because if you retire, then I have to retire." And I always told him, "Yeah, same, same for me. You you retire, then I retire." And now he's retired. Yeah, he's retired. And, and you're going I'm to... I'm not ready to retire. What's wrong with that? I mean, there must be something wrong with him. It must have been. But he's still fit and, and doing all this classic air and going for the marathon. And He's probably more fit now than he was when he was racing. Not to say that he wasn't fit then, but the guy's in great shape now. So it's pretty impressive. Oh, that's strange. So, yeah, that we need to know why he's changing hat then. Yeah, do you think he's hiding something? I think so. I think so, too. If, I don't know if he'll come out with it, but I think he's hiding something. Yeah, it must have been something with it. A lot of secrets about that guy. Yeah. I'll have to dig in and see what I can find. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's listen to the, to the interview. What do you got? You got it? Should we do that now? I think so, yeah. Okay, listen, you're, you're going to dig it. So, uh, you guys, I hope you enjoy it too. PK's a superstar, and uh, listen up. I got to sit down here with... The man, the myth, the legend, recently retired. And I've kind of titled this episode because of the guy that he is and what we've talked about as uh, what's hiding behind the glasses. (laughs) Peter Carlson, thanks a bunch for hanging with me here and agreeing to 
talk a little bit of trash with me. Thanks a lot, Greg. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, very good that you uh, invite me to to come on your podcast. And uh, I, to be honest with you, I didn't quite know what it is. You know, I'm not uh, that kind of guy that listens to uh, stuff like that. It's more most uh, mostly music and stuff for me. But Greg, you know, uh, if you ask something, I'm definitely curious, and uh, here I am, and I'll be <laughs> be good to to share share uh, this little moment with you on here and everyone else for that matters that's going to listen well I'm equally honored you know and uh, I, I should probably have started this this uh, episode with uh, alright mate yeah alright mate <laughs> how am you how am you is right <laughs> uh, I have to I'm, I'm going to say first of all this I didn't get to we heard in the episode here that Stefan's not with us today, but uh, I get this interview on my own with you, so uh, mm-hmm. that way Stefan can't butt in and make me feel like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I got a bonus anyway, because I ended up getting Michael Max, PK's brother, was with him. So we've got him on the podcast with us, too. So I'm super stoked, really, really stoked, because now I got both you guys. And I had questions in here that related to both of you which I would have gotten one answer, but now I'm hopefully going to get two and get the truth. So, uh, Michael, thanks for joining in, too. And uh, Thank you very much. Are you a podcaster? Uh, No, I'm not, but I do listen to some some podcasts, and uh, I was pretty early to to see see this one, actually. Cool. Uh, I heard or or something or seen it somewhere, and... uh, on TV or something, right? Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, some, yeah. Some, uh, it was on the big news. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, we're huge. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it feels good to be here and uh, always interesting to speak to you. Oh, hey, likewise. We got a lot of history between the three of us sitting here, and uh, that's kind of the idea. It's longtime friends, rivals, you name it, you know, on and off the track. I think we've we've always gotten along pretty pretty darn good. And whether there's always been a tough time, and it's um, it's always been good. And it's turned out the fact that now you guys are kind of like my bosses, especially PK. I think <laughs> I don't know if I want to call Michael my boss yet, but it probably later I probably will be too. <laughs> probably will have to. But <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to be quiet, right? Uh, yeah, it, yeah. When you look back at it, I mean. I would never have guessed that I would sit here and being a team manager over Greg Hancock, you know, which, uh, what's going on? Is that a speedway bike? You know what? There's always somebody trying to butt in or listen yeah. to what we're doing. They're so curious. That's the great thing about this podcast. They're always curious. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, back to, I mean, back in the day when I started to come across yourself on the track and everyone else when when the career was new and that and to to come here now and sit here and being interviewed by yourself it's just <laughs> mind-blowing kind of weird huh? <laughs> very <laughs> what year was that when you first came to england though not I, to step ahead uh, 1990 90 was your first year one yeah. year after i was there okay i yeah. remember it was pretty we must have been about the same time mm. and tony did tony come the same year as you or was he one year before you tony recordson yeah no he was uh I'm not sure, actually. It's bad if I'm going to say a year here, but uh, I think maybe maybe a year after or a couple of years after myself. Was it? It was even later. Okay, because I I can remember racing against him early in my career, too, and and, uh, I thought it was 
around that time, but I could totally be wrong. Because he, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to rattle my uh, my brain a little bit to remember this. I know that I rode with Tony in in Polish league '91 when I didn't do uh, English league in '91, and we were kind of first out for in Poland then in Big Gosh together. I'm not sure if Tom, I know Tony did England that, that year, but 90, I'm, I'm not sure. We had to shut that one off there because that guy was bugging us with his drilling in the wall. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, so 91-ish is what we're, we're, we're going to say about that with, with Tony. Uh, where were we? About yeah. the, the Polish yeah, yeah. commitment. Yeah, I rode with Tony in, in, in Poland, 91. And when I sat out England for uh, some, I think I did the army in Sweden actually, and uh, couldn't really commit to English beer. But I did Poland then, and I know Tony was there, and yeah, he was doing England then. I think, I think. So gotcha. yeah, eighty nine. You started Craigley. Eighty nine. Yeah, Craigley yeah. other year. Yeah. Uh, I remember the <laughs> first race I did with Tony in. Ipswich that night and when it was his first year and that's why I'm trying to remember exactly when it was because I think he beat me the first time we raced against each other and the only reason I remember this is because I beat him later in the night and when the race was over and you know Tony back you all excited and really enthusiastic and remember he rode up alongside of me after the heat I, I can remember this like yesterday I can see his face and so his eyes were big in the goggles he was like that was awesome it's one to one <laughs> I'm like, what? You beat me the first. You beat me the first time. I beat you the second time. Yeah, one to one. How cool, huh? Well, and that's what he said. And I've never forgot that to the day. So that's why I'm trying to remember exactly when that was. So I should probably look it up. <laughs> yeah, have to look it up for sure. Anyway, I consider you guys pretty like quiet dudes. You're not. You know, like to talk as much as me and Sam. <laughs> but, but there's a lot about you guys that I have no idea. I don't know anything about you. I know your Speedway lives, and that's about it. But there's a lot of... I, I want to know a little more about you, and that's kind of the idea about this. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Why, why are we here? So, uh, you know, both of you, I mean, you're, you come from... Maria Stodd? Mm -hmm. Is that yeah, where you're well, actually close born? To, close, close to. Close to, yeah. yeah. A little bit north of a uh, small plaque, Gullspong, it's called. Oh, yeah. So, that's right. a small village. And, uh, yeah, I still live there. Michael has moved a bit south in Sweden, but... Uh, oh, he's a trader. One of those guys who moved away. Yeah. Oh, I can't man. believe it. <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went to the east. To the east. I can, I can, symp I can sympathize with you there. I mean, I, I want to see the sun go up. Gotcha. <laughs> I I, didn't, I went pretty crazy too. Huh? I went from the West Coast, from the States, up to the East Coast of yeah, <laughs> North Australia for for a few months out of the year. You know, that's a big move. <laughs> that's Great. a big move. Yeah, the, yeah, extreme to see the sun come up, right? <laughs> but so you guys, more or less born and raised in Goosebang. How would I say that in English? Goosebang. 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 Yeah. We have to mix the Swedish and the English a little so oh. that everybody understands. Yeah. Pete Adams he used to say Gullspank. Gullspank. Yeah. Spank. 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 <laughs> okay, say no more. We don't want to go there. We'll leave that one out. Gullspank. Gullspank. All right, say no more. Yeah, but like you say, small, very small village and place, and 
I mean, yourself come from uh, Los Angeles, I think, I believe. Yeah, or, not far from Costa yeah. Mesa, like, yeah, more or less LA and, area. Though. I mean, you can't really compare compare the upgrowing in in these places, and I think it forms you, but, you know, something that has united us too, I guess, on the speedway tracks, and it's so good when you, yeah, you get to know a lot of different people. And it, It's really yeah, good, because you think like Life that, stories. Yeah, and the friendship awesome. you've built over the last 30 years, more or less, for us, you know, like, now we've we became friends at an early stage, you know, racing together before we were friends, and then now you, so many years later, you've met, we've met each other here, we met each other there, and you've been, you've got these contacts all over the world, which is is intense. It's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Neat. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So I encourage that to the kids now when we teach the youngsters. And Jan Steckman made that comment recently too in the in the two fifty project. He's like, you guys don't understand in this room. You're you're actually going to meet fellow guys here that you might be friends for the next 30, 40 years and you're going to have a contact in Australia or England or the US or Sweden or, or Poland or wherever. You're going to have contacts all over the world. Like embrace the moment and, and actually stand back and look at it and right now it means nothing to you but look yeah, at us. It will later on. Look at yeah. what we're doing now. Yeah. So yeah. Why, why Speedway? What else was happening? In it was the father that uh, <clears throat> started to ride speedway pretty late in uh, in his life I think he was 27 years old and the way I on I, I don't know it to to exactly how it all came about but from what I think or like to think is is that they they were like a bunch of friends that just decided they were gonna ride speedway and they, they built the track in Goldspong and started the team and, and that's how it all started. And this was all like in the 70s. And, uh, yeah, really? So yeah, they, they just, they, there was no speedway track there and no one, from what I think, I know, they, they had no connection really to, to the sport and they just, yeah, let's build a speedway track, that sounds fun. They did it. Is that track still there now or no? You can see it, but it ain't really there. It's a motocross track, yeah. and that was still there <coughs> back in back in that at that time in the seventies. But the, the speedway was like uh, I think was bigger than the motocross at that stage in the club. But yeah, the, you can see the track where it still was. It was Sweden, smallest track in Sweden, two hundred fifty meters. Smallest track, and that's maybe that'd be the biggest track in California. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I started to ride to learn there on the 50cc bike back in uh, when was that? 80, 80, I think maybe, or no, 79. I had my first bike. Right. So I, I, I still remember my first ride was on because I uh, my birthday is in the winter time, and uh, when the ice was on the lake. We uh, went out there to to try this bike out, and I was, I was like scared of it, you know, half scared and in love with it at the same time. Scared of the bike, or scared S- of going out on a lake that was supposed it to be was frozen. The bike, <laughs> I was probably less scared of the bike, but the ice and that the whole thing was a bit scary. But anyway, I took off on the ice and. 
through the snow and straight through the what do you call it these weeds that grow in the in the lake and I like got lost in there you know little guy and <laughs> couldn't really turn the bike and there I was stuck in it's there in the weeds in, in the weeds on the lake yeah <laughs> like these are two meters high and uh, that's still cool. remember it a long time ago but yeah there you go and you guys have one brother right just a brother or a sister too, or no? No. No, so it's... Yeah, little brother, Magnus. Yeah, he's, Magnus, right. He's uh, 12 years younger than myself, and Michael four years younger than me, so, yeah. Wow. He had an easy up growing, but Michael and me was uh, quite competitive when we were growing up. And, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so he could just reap the benefits of yeah, what he, you did, yeah, what he didn't do, and he vice took, versa. <laughs> he took all the benefits, yeah. I so, think. So three boys in the family, so your mom... She, yeah. had, she had no chance. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> no, that's cool. No, I know, I, I know how she's feeling right now. But obviously, I'm, I'm a dad of three. But I so, think my, our mom was the biggest Speedway fan, or maybe still is in the family. Really? So yeah. she's mm-hmm. uh, she, that's hand, that's handy. Yeah, yeah she, and even even he, the her father too. I think is the dedication to the sport and uh, everything is. Yeah, yeah. I see. I have twin daughters that they're they're now eighteen, but they've been doing horse uh, sports all the way through. And uh, I see that you have to put a lot in as a parent to to do sports with the kids and on different levels. But you don't kind of appreciate and understand that when you're when you're doing it yourself as a kid, but yeah, our parents definitely put a lot into the sport. Yeah, you Speed remember measure. when you used to come to in the early days of your Swedish career, yeah. come to uh, Mariestad, yeah. and you know, my father was probably involved with the track and yeah, you know yeah. in the pits with Peter, and my mom would be either in the in the refs box. Or selling sausages to the crowd. No kidding. Yeah, that's. So my my memories, I have two really distinct memories of memories. Actually, three. And <clears throat> the f- the first one was that Rick Miller rode with mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. So he was like my link, and Rick kind of was showed me the way around Sweden early days when we would go out and about and have fun. And when did you first ride in Sweden? Ninety two. Ninety two. And uh, so you guys would have riding with Rick then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I just remember Rick, he got me to stay in Gothenburg one time and after a race because he always used to fly there and then drive up. And he talked me into staying. Come on, it's Swedish. It's summertime. Let's do the race and then we'll stay the night in Gothenburg. And, and uh, you got to check out Gothenburg. It's awesome. And I mean, Sweden in the summer is the place, I'm telling you. The scenery's awesome. So, <laughs> gotcha. All right, gotcha. No problem. So... So, uh, yeah, we did that, but we won't get off track. But the other two things were, uh, was it not your father that was involved with finding that hot dirt that yeah, they would put on the track? Or did he have some? I don't some... really know, but... Yeah, I'm not sure either. But they used to use it in Maristad a lot, didn't they? That was the only place I remembered up until present day that they've used it in various other spots. But there, I remember that. Somebody tell me, yeah, they're going to bring in some hot dirt to put on top of the, the rain-soaked track. And I was going, hot dirt? <laughs> We're not baking a cake, you know? What's going on? 
And I remember they came in with the truck and they said, yeah, look, it's hot. It's steaming up there. I'm like, no way. So I went up and I grabbed a handful and wow, you, yeah, it was hot. Boiling. It was boiling, super hot. And I couldn't believe it that we, we rode. Mm. They put that on there. It took up most of the water and it was a decent racetrack. That, that, that I used, that, that, it was a fantastic track. That but that was well prepared. Marius had yeah. a really <clears throat> dedicated track man. Uh, Sixton, his name was. All right. And yeah, he put a lot of time into that, and it was a good track. And yeah, it takes a lot of a lot of effort to do a good track, though. And I think it's oh, been yeah. forgotten in many many places, say all over the place. But some places still do it. And I mean, Michael here has took interested in 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 this now, and yeah, it's the it's it's to do with that. You gotta be dedicated, I think, to the sport, and you gotta know obviously what you want to achieve. It's not an easy job. I knew that when I took it, because you gotta uh, handle many. You know, you gotta do something for the crowd. You gotta please the riders too, and make the best of, out of everything. But I mean, I got the background to it, and I, I kind of enjoy to be part of it and be close to the boys and I know how important it is with a track so that's why I wanna do it. It's uh, safety issues and and you come and to put a put on a good show too. Yeah and you coming from the other side, I mean obviously your your parents were involved there a lot so you've seen it mm-hmm. from a young age, but then being a rider riding on so many different kinds of tracks, yeah. having the best of the best there with being having the dedication to mm-hmm. Instead of looking for the problems of the track, they look for the solutions to make it good. And then you've been in the very worst case scenarios in different places, which we don't need to mention. But, you know, it's you can see that you've got so much knowledge and so much more that you can add to it. And from what I understand, I missed half this last season, but many of the riders, including Magic, Magic Janowski said to me that, he was so impressed with how nice the track was in the end of the year. I know the rain messed you up in a couple, but he, he told me that the track was so smooth and so predictable uh, in a couple of the last year later meetings. I'm not sure which ones they were, but it's pretty nice to hear that because that place has always got good races. It's just the weather that can, that can mix, mix things up for anywhere. Yeah, I think that the track was good uh, the whole time. Unfortunately, the, it, for some reason, didn't work out for the team entirely last year. They didn't win, win at home, and obviously, it was you're your always fault. Try- yeah, <laughs> you're, you're trying to find, yeah. you know, s- something to blame, I guess, and and uh, and it came out. Yeah, but I, I was ninety percent happy with with what we did, and there was no bumps or holes or anything like that, and the racing was good, and yeah, it's fun. I was happy. We're trying to try to improve on this and make it even better. That's pretty cool when you say I was 90% happy because you know there's always room for improvement, right? You can never be 100% if you're there, then, then where do you well, go? So yeah. that, was, no, that was good to hear that. But it's like uh, Peter said about his uh, new challenge. I mean, it's the same for me. I, I have a lot of background in, obviously, from my dad and that with the with tracks and stuff and uh, been a rider my whole so I know exactly what I want to achieve uh, and that 
Yeah. I'm and curious about your third memory from Maristad now. Yeah. Greg, <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't know if you were still riding there then, but it was in my early days with Rose Pigana uh-huh. when I changed and went there. And I was teamed up with Eric Stenland. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a challenge. I made my first heat. I made it to the first corner, and then I was on the way to the hospital. <laughs> I uh, had a tussle with my teammate in the first corner and ended up buried in the fence and in his shoulder out of place. <laughs> I think I was in, in that In crash. the same race. <laughs> Were you in that race? I think I know for 100% that I've gone through the fence with you in Marista. It might have been that one. So <laughs> you, you, me, and, and, and Mary. Eric. There's even a picture. Of Is her, it? Yeah. So I, I have that somewhere. I'll, I'll speak to my mom and see if I can find that because it's a really tight first corner <laughs> the, the best part about this is both of us remember it yeah so that's a good yeah, thing right yeah. <laughs> there was we no had air, good helmets <laughs> there, there was no air fence then no not at all but that was <clears throat> one of the greatest things still the greatest things with Swedish Speedway though is you have good fences anyway it was safe defenses yeah then as well wasn't it they were called safety fences yeah they were called safe defenses Can I, uh, but they actually did work quite good didn't they and then you put an air fence on top of a yeah, safety obviously. fence, and yeah, yeah. 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 it's like that's, double, mm-hmm. double good. good. But I want to throw in a question for you. <laughs> oh. you no, you're not allowed to. Not in the podcast. <laughs> you're only allowed to answer my question. <laughs> I, my first meeting, which I will never uh, forget uh, in England, was 1993. I came in sort of late uh, in the season. Uh, to Wolverhampton in place of somebody I think it was maybe Graham Jones or was it Ronnie maybe Ro- maybe Ronnie Corey okay, I mean, and the first meeting was at Crayley can you imagine it straight in the in the fire right can you remember that Greg I um, remember it I, yeah. it was a big crowd that night I remember like it w- always was and I think I won the first two races. And I, well, me and Michael we had, made two five ones. And I then my third that. race, going round the past the pits, I was trying to go round. I think it was Morton Anderson or mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, that been and you know, it, and it, it, it was fast track. Yeah, I went straight to the fence, coming out of a four. That was a that yeah. was a straight in the gate. Straight in the gate there, and it was just that was everybody used to hit the fence coming on four there too. Just from from fast to zero, and that, that really put me put me off the sport for a while. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, and yeah I struggled with that. Yeah, uh-huh. I struggled with that crash for a long, long time. Uh, I didn't get so badly injured or anything. But it was definitely one of them pla- uh, crashes that you're just happy that you walk away. Put everything into perspective. Alive, really. To go that fast. I don't remember that. I can't remember that. that. I remember the, that period. and I can't say that I remember that night, but I can remember the period you first coming over and being Peter's brother at that time, the way I was talking. Then you came in there and you were going good quick. I was like, man, there's another Carlson in the group. And... Um, Obviously, the Wolves period, you guys, you know, that, that whole Wolves crazy rivalry was 
No, it was crazy, something else. Crazy. It was something yeah. else to ride in. It was a in, fantastic time. Yeah. To it, it was different, you know. It's just, British Speedway is so different today than it was. Mm. Um, but like you say, our motto in, in Crayley, because I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but how many league titles do you guys have with Wolverhampton? Uh, four. I, four? Four, yeah. I didn't do my research. I didn't look. And the reason why is because I'm, I'm a heathen, right? So I, I shouldn't have this. <laughs> you know? Can you even read, Greg? <laughs> what do you mean by that? My, my. <laughs> you know how many titles I got was crazy? No. Yeah, no. That's because I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a few Deadly Wolves trophies, and that's what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> it didn't matter if you won the league title as long as we beat, beat Wolves. It, that's all that mattered that year, right? It was yeah. kind of, that was like crazy. And I can remember Colin, he was, uh, every year he tried to build the league winning team, but it, it didn't. It was a tough meeting, so I remember. And, and but when you. Very, very competitive. Really, really, like seriously, huh? Mm. It was nuts. But because the outside was outside of, I mean, as a rider, you used to just try to win heats. It doesn't really matter who you're against, but. Or, but uh, the. The whole atmosphere and the, yeah, people telling how how important this was to oh, man. to themselves. Yeah, it, and it, you, it kind of lifted yourself up a little bit. Can you imagine Colin Pratt and Peter Adams in that period too? I mean, yeah, two totally period. different characters. And Peter still to the day is so cool, calm, and doesn't need to say anything. And it would probably have been so much harder for Colin because he, he could get rattled up and he'd have to say it. You know, he'd got to get it out there. And Pete would just stand back there with his arms crossed and his program board or his program, you know, and just, just kind of make a gesture. Didn't have to say anything and that was enough. Yeah. Oh, that must have rattled Colin's cage often, <laughs> you know. But um, it was it's, really good times, though. It was. It was... Yeah, something that formed the career, I guess, for F many riders. For sure. I mean, uh, you guys had a history, Wolverhampton had a history of, of Danes, not so many Swedes before then, right? No, I don't think so. More Danes and obviously some Americans, and then you guys hmm. turned yeah, things around. Yeah, we came around. with and Corey was there, and it was kind of, Wolverhampton was known, I think, to have Americans as as together with Crady as well, I guess. Yeah, and even before, because they had Bobby Schwartz rode there a little bit, Steve yeah. Lucero, I yeah. think, did. Not much, Fetzing. though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rob Fetzing, too, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, La no, Lance King was uh, He Crady. was Crady. Yeah. yeah. Lance and Bobby started in Crady. Sigalos, yeah. yeah. You said, you mentioned him. Oh, Sigalos, too. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. He was always around and riding, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then you had a you had a time also when when Pete Adams used to be team manager, greatly, and promoter. And, yeah, and that's when they used to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> yeah, just get that one in there so, again. So uh, yeah, well, anyway, as I was saying, so uh, that track in Gulspong. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> You know, the, these, these are the, like you said, these are the things that probably shaped our careers from the beginning. And it yeah. was the racing that we did. And you guys were Monday nights. We were Saturday nights at that period. Mm -hmm. But when we weren't racing on Saturday nights, we were watching your races on Monday nights. And we were in the bar and hanging out and with all the people and the fans. And it was a different situation back then, too, because you had 
you always had the groups of people. If it wasn't there, everybody was at Coventry, right? Mm-hmm. And then there would be a group of Swedes in one corner and a group of Danes in a corner and the mm-hmm. Americans would be over there. And it was, everybody showed up. Yeah. Either at Wolves, either at Cradley, or either at Coventry in those periods in that, that Midlands area. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was rad because we, had, we all had so many friends. So as a foreigner, me being an American, for instance, there was probably 15 Americans in Europe or 12 or 15 at that time. I can't remember exactly. But you always had somebody to share your moments with, learning, hanging out, you know, getting in trouble, whatever you had to do. Mm-hmm. And the same for you guys. There was quite a few, whether you all hung out together at the same time, depending on where you lived, it seemed like a lot of them were down like Swindon area too with Jimmy and Pear and yeah, yeah. all those guys, Pete and Ali and... Mm-hmm. and um, it was it was a hangout as well as the race. Yeah. Today I don't know how much it's like that, but we're it's, living a different era too. You yeah, know? it's kind of changed a bit, a little bit with how yeah how the world is shaping up. But I guess, but yeah. it was yeah, it was good times, good times for speedway, for especially for British speedway. For sure, for sure. And then yeah, yeah you had now yeah. you got TV too, and then of course we got all our handheld devices and all that stuff. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Now, why should you leave home, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's for yeah. that reason. But uh, if we... Did you guys play any other sports? I played a little bit uh, bandy. It's you called that, Swedish yeah. sport on, on ice. Yeah. Uh, what else is it? Yeah. Did you play uh, hockey too? Ice hockey? Not ice hockey, no. Which uh, We have a local bandy team, so that's where all the kids gotcha. used to go. And winter sport. Yeah, that's it. Speedway and that. Football, a little Football bit, mm. but it's so so short of a career that not even you don't call it one. No, yeah, it's no, no. <laughs> cool. It, so. Well, I had one question that was related to Murray Stodd, and uh, but you answered that because you didn't live there. But I just wanted to know if does the beer really come from Murray Stodd? And why didn't you guys work in the brewery? <laughs> but now I know why, because you didn't live there. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we are test drinkers, actually. You, are you? That's, well, right. so, I, that's why it's so good. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't drink sure. it anymore, right? So. No. <laughs> or any less. I think it's just a brand, but it used to be a brewery. It got so, I think. So that's the story behind that. Right. Was it actually in Maria Stad or no? A long time ago, long time long ago. About, like two hundred years ago. We were talking a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, before us. Yeah, before the Dudley Wolves Trophy and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, a little right. bit. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, okay. I don't actually like it. Uh, I like beer, but not the Marius I don't. Oh, really? No, I don't. Okay. But it's a, it's Maybe, a very very popular one in yeah. Sweden. I think it is. It huh? Must be. I think I might have had one too many at one or two times. That could be. Yeah, it might be the reason. <laughs> yeah. I can turn it off. I think my wife is the one that turned me on to that. She likes Maria Stott, so it's, uh, I'm kind of a fan of it now. Mm. It worked anyway, so. <laughs> um, there's so many things we can discuss, and I mean, the, one of the questions I have for you guys, too, is, uh, first of all, through PK, the, the title of the episode was Behind the Glasses. Like, what's behind the glasses? I mean, you're one of the few writers that's rode with glasses. Yeah. And... How difficult is that? I mean, you have to have special lenses, or you in the beginning you wore your glasses under your goggles, right? Yeah, yeah. When I came to to England, and there wasn't a, I mean, my my uh, eyesight problem, I, I couldn't wear uh, contact lenses. Uh, 
in a good way. So they were kind of in in the way and didn't get 100% sharpness. So I uh, I choose to have the glasses mm-hmm. when I rode as well and uh, on the the goggles. But uh, uh, early days in Wolverhampton, there one of the fans on the stands saw this and he was a optician and had his own shop. So he sorted me out with um, inserts. Which really fits in the in the goggles or whatever goggles I've been using. So ever since I met him, he's supplied me with that. And Tim Vines, thanks a lot, Tim. Yeah, Very good. no kidding. How yeah. cool! Again, like I said, this is that the way that things get shaped up, and yeah. there where you go, a fan comes down and says, "I can help you out." And Tim's been over to Sweden a couple of times to visit, and he's a very good friend, and still there, and. Yeah, I guess it's my time to go over and have a beer with him now soon. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Always look forward to that nice yeah. cold one, and <laughs> got, got another reason to do it. So it's the, the, the kind of things that we didn't know. <laughs> so that was it. But I mean, like you said, there's not that many that road wear glasses. But now today, it's always contacts. But I always remember that that you had your glasses inside and I think Jonas Davidson did too for a long time but then he changed yeah I think Tim has helped him and he's helped a few riders when I mean the riders have seen what I've been using I think most of the time Martin Dugar would have had the same I think yeah, yeah a few others as well yeah that's right Martin, so, Martin had the same too huh mm. so there you go and you guys are brothers and you have raced together both in Sweden England. Did you race together in Poland too at all? Yeah, yeah, I think we have in Ostrov. Yeah, Ostrov. Yeah, maybe Rybnik as well, or or maybe not. I can't really remember. But I don't think so. I think yeah, maybe did we ride in Pila or Piwa or however you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well maybe. How many people? There's not many brothers around the world that have done that and. In a sport, like obviously in this sport for for sure, but can you think of any? <laughs> I think it's rad because you guys have you've been quite successful in a lot of them too. Yeah, yeah, we've been. I mean, we've been competitive since the word go, I guess, and that has helped us. Do you guys push each other? I think if we, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It helped. I'm sure. Work a little bit together and. Yeah, it's always good to have yeah. a, 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 what do you call it, an honest opinion, and you get that. I've, I've always had that from, from Michael, and that's good, but it's not, not like I have to beat him because he's scored that many. I don't have that with, I have that with everyone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so you know. The, co- the cool thing is that, like, you know, even if he says something you disagree with and you get really pissed off and you just want to say screw you get out of my life you can't because he's your brother you can't, you can't choose him he's always going to be there right yeah, so, yeah. yeah I guess, you can yeah. choose your friends you can't choose your family uh, no <laughs> but I mean I think we yeah, we've for sure been disagreed on a lot of things but it doesn't really matter you know we can take it a step forward and just carry on I think <laughs> that's yeah. impressive yeah you changed your name mm-hmm. to Max. That's a common question I get. Uh, of course it is, and I remember <laughs> I remember the time and when you did it and all that stuff too. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure you've probably told the story a few times, but it's always kind of. But tell it again. Yeah, tell it again, <laughs> and uh, 
if you want. I'll tell, I'll tell it different every time, but there's there's cool. uh, there, <laughs> no, but there's a lot of uh, rumors about when I changed my name that I was trying to avoid tax man and I was oh so you were and, and it, yeah <laughs> and it was it I didn't was hear that one. it was uh, criminals that were after me and you, oh, know, man, you are all, all, crazy all, all sorts of. You should Stuff. have PK's glasses yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. We want to know what's going on behind your glasses. Go undercover. Yeah. Change my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, no. It was. Uh, I was very f- fond of my uh, grandmother, and, and and also a big hero in my life was my uncle. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I don't know. Throughout my life, I just always felt that. I wanna be called. I wanna have my Max as my surname. And this is on your mother's side, right? yeah? Okay. Yeah. My, so my my uncle cousins. Well, that's pretty. You know, was it hard to do go through that process to do it? it, is it difficult? For me, it wasn't hard. It was an easy decision, and I, I it it wasn't it wasn't anything. I just did it. Yeah, just it, did, yeah. It, yeah. It just felt natural to me, but. When I did it, I didn't realize how, what it meant to everyone else and how big it became and more than anything, how negative it became for me is oh. something that I didn't, uh, obviously I didn't anticipate that at all. Negative because of all the stories that came out. Yeah, wow. it was a lot of stories, and and it turned in a it got turned in a negative way. That people oh. were saying that I was trying to do it to right to uh, I don't know make try and make more money, <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff, you know. And it it wasn't really to do with that at all. I mean, everyone that knows me knows that my. Mom's name is unmarried is is Max and my uh, grandmother's name obviously. So I mean, if anything, at least you, your name was being talked about quite a bit. So you, in that way, you achieved some positive. You got people talking about you, and <laughs> whether they was good or bad, yeah, but you know, I, I, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't it, probably wasn't supposed to be like that. But. No, it, it got it, for me. It got it got hard actually, and it it, it turned into a big negative for me anyway. And uh, I didn't realize that at all when I made the decision. But there you go. I I don't look back though. I'm I'm happy with my name. And, oh, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so Max. That's not a classic Swedish name, is it? Not at all. No, no. <coughs> no, it's it's not common at all. Okay. But I mean, um, what else was I gonna say about this subject? <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting because while you're thinking too, all the time, I remember when you changed it, it was so hard for a lot of us to refer to you as Michael Max. Mikael Max. Mm-hmm. It was like Michael Carlson, Michael Carlson, Mikael Carlson, Mikael Carlson, and you changed it to Max. And I remember going Mikael, Mikael Carlson, uh, Mikael Max, and trying to get it in your head. Yeah. And now it's hard to say Mikael Carlson. It doesn't sound right. Like Mikael Max, it, it flows so nice and so yeah. easy. And you're you are. Yeah, I see your logo, and I see you, and I, I don't see you as 
Even I call him Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah you really, referred to him in the yeah. message too. I'm bringing Max with me. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> Max is yeah, but it's a, it's a, it, it was a big and long process. And I think I lived a lot in England at the time. And uh, there they, they, didn't, they took it really, really serious. Uh, and also in Poland, they, they, didn't, they couldn't accept it. Huh. You know, and there, there's still people today, especially in Wolverhampton, that actually, when they come up to me today, because I was there early this season uh, to take part in uh, my Peter's uh, farewell meeting, that they come up to me and say, "I refuse to call you Max. <laughs> You're Michael Carlson." That's it. Still. <laughs> You know, 20 years after. So yeah, when they say it, do you do you just go, I understand, or do you just go, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have to understand, I guess, but that's, that's how it was. That, uh, English are conservatives, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's, when so. you, that's when you buy that guy a pint and sit down and go like, ah, you know, I've been having a really tough time dealing with it too. Maybe you can help me to... to come to terms with this you know. <laughs> and uh, another thing I would like to mention is uh, something that I uh, think about often when we talked about mother and father before and PK is uh, four years older than me and that meant that when he started on 500cc my parents had to sp- split up because I was riding 80cc at the time Oh, no. And of course, I'm stuck with mom. Because dad goes I, with the old yeah, one. Yeah, dad goes to. Oh, you were yeah. that. Did you feel so, like the forgotten so, one? Yeah. yeah. So I was. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, my mom, she's pretty cool. She was my mechanic. And we that used to cool. load up the, the, the car and everything with all the stuff. And and all, all my friends in the ITCCs and that, that came with their dads and stuff, you know. And I turn up with my mom and but I mean I realize how good that is now but at the time I didn't like it so much I gotta admit <laughs> you can only yeah I mean to, to hear about it now I mean it's it's cool I didn't realize all yeah. these things you just said yeah, so I remember I, one time when you loaded up and me and dad was away whatever we're doing yeah riding or practicing or and uh, mom and Michael and his mechanic friend went to a meeting and they didn't hook the trailer on properly. Oh. So, so the, they took off down the road and the trailer jumped off the hook. And, and the trailer was driving on its own along the street and into the ditch with the bike on it. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it we got still... passed by the trailer. Oh, did it stay upright? Stay oh, you upright. got passed? Yeah. <laughs> I just, hey, there's a I mic. just heard. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it was... Uh, they used to pull the trailer out of the ditch and carried on. <laughs> that's a good memory. Yeah, that's that's one. I good mean, job, we, could, we, we could sit here forever and talk about uh, all these things, you know. I mean, there's so much. We should we, we should do it again. If you guys are sometime, you got the free time. We'll we'll we'll, we'll dig in deeper in that. If you ever invite us to to California, I'm, I'm up for coming. If you want us on the show. We can no speak. 
Where's Pete? <laughs> Are you going to ask me for travel money? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you guys are on the other side of the table now, so I got you know. <laughs> are we in this together, or do I got to pay you to come? <laughs> it's an open invite, anyway. Yeah, so, okay, okay. and we we hope to have a, a, a another segment later on where it's going to be like uh, after work. <laughs> we can we can do a pod for a Friday Friday night. Oh yeah, that and, sounds uh, good. You know, all you hear is the first thing you hear is. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Maybe we can do one of those. But uh, hey, you know what? It's like you said. Um, there's so many things to talk about. I do have one more question because we're in this situation, and now PK, you're uh, gonna be my boss too. But <laughs> League Speedway today. You're one of those guys who's ridden in in everything. Mm-hmm. World Championships, all the different leagues, Sweden, Poland, England, Denmark. Germany. Germany. So you Russia. S- Russia, right. So you have, you've pretty much done it all. What's, through all the transitions, I mean, uh, what's your opinion of Speedway Leagues today as far as um, all how quickly things have changed, how different it is from when you started to what it is today? Just a general view, I mean... Uh, well, that's a big question, Greg. It's a really answer. big question, but it's like, but but one one thing that I think about when I'm thinking about leagues, when I look at it from the just recently, I, I've been thinking, why cannot Speedway have the same rules in every league we do? Just little rules, silly rules that should be the same everywhere, and it should be the same heat format, same, yeah. Yeah, like football don't have different rules in different countries. It's uh, 90 minutes, 11 guys, goalie, that's it. And But Speedway don't have that. That's very strange you know, to me. Yeah, it is. And to yeah. anyone else that look at the sport. It's and very interesting. Uh, Why and we it have could to be, be so really simple to change it really and just have one set of rules. And that's how it should be. There should be no question about it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty, that's, pretty that's, that's a valid point. That's I really think it's valid very point. valid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been very good to be involved with and s- see all the changes. And you've seen us in Sweden change, you've seen Sweden change since uh, early 90s. In the league speedway, it's been really up and up and up. And maybe now it's gone the other way a little bit, but still very good product and English Speedway also been very good to be involved in and I think they have a great product as well yeah and most of all though, to see seen Poland uh, uh, explode like they have and how professional they've been and what they've changed and the whole country has changed in a positive way it's been yeah, really good to be part of it yeah and, uh, to see the growth uh, huh it's to see the growth and the change and the positive things that uh, I'm proud to be part of all that. That's I think you as well, Greg. And oh, totally. You, and and it's awesome when you look back at it. But uh, one one thing there is <laughs> just have the same rules in all the all speedway. That's quite simple too. One common law. Yeah. I think one thing that I think is a little bit sad is when <clears throat> one thing that I've been thinking about with Speedway is how uh, people in the clubs often think in sort of a negative way. They wanna 
they're moaning about that the people don't come to the speedway and things like that it costs too much I was thinking not long ago I was thinking when we rode in England when we first came over saying it used to be 18 races right yeah so why do we have to cut away the product and make you know lesser and lesser races and we expect the crowd to come in and watch a less product for a higher price it, and also for the riders what do they want to do there they want to ride races not free races they want to have five races right yeah right exactly. so that's maybe something to think about that you should maybe have more races give them give more yeah. for your, more value for money yeah for the but crowd then, but then they got to pay the riders more because they do one more that's they, that's yeah but, that, but, but they the got ba- that but the balance I think they got that yeah. they got it backwards yeah in my mind right yeah for sure for sure and I mean it has been like that so now yeah. you, you only do four heats on if average if you remember it, it used to be eight riders in the team mm-hmm. and the, res- the, the the reserve wasn't paired with Number five, of course. Number five was paired with number six, and number seven and eight was the reserves. Was that, that bad yeah. back then? Yeah. Wow. And they, you yeah. know, everyone had five races. Yeah. You know, three nominated hits at the end. So the reserves. I think that's something to think about for instead of all the time thinking defensive, I think, oh, it costs too much, the crowd don't come. Right? I know exactly where you're going with that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a good point because the the, the product is has been diluted. Yeah. And lot. you don't mind as a rider to have you want five heats when you come to a speedboard track, at least. Yeah. All you want to do is ride a bike and try and beat someone else. It's a win win. So yeah. Now you have to be the top store top scorer to get to that fifth get in heat. There. Or hope that your team's it's losing so you can get an extra ride. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not wrong. wrong. Yeah, it's all wrong. Yeah, but anyway, no, but that's it. So and if we if we finish up on this Swedish Speedway, hmm. the way the the is now, I've got my arguments about Swedish Speedway, and now you're the now now you're the boss. So uh, I'm gonna get diplomatic on you. No, <laughs> no, I mean I saw when I first came over, it was like one or two foreigners in the team. Back then, you could call it foreigners. I mean, before everything came into. European Union and all the uh, all the different regulations, but I mean today you can have, I think it's an unwritten rule that it's three Swedes in the team. Two, uh, two Swedes now. Yeah. Wasn't it three last year that was unwritten? Well, the last couple of years, that's yeah. what I was told. Mm-hmm. There was an un. It's not really a. It's not a rule. Not a rule. It's just it's an agreement. Agreement, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I feel that's incorrect, personally, as a foreigner. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But. Uh, that's one thing but the other thing is the the kids the juniors you know I mean now I'm a fan of what they do in Poland for this reason because they uh, they have two juniors have to be have to be Polish they have to be under 21 at number 6 and 7 and those guys are always there right and I mean here today you're number 6 and 7 the way the rules and regulations work they don't have to be Swedes they don't have to be a certain age in general, and when the averages come out every few weeks, that can change. And suddenly, I particularly I could be a reserve. Hmm. 
you know, and then it's nice. how, how does that feel when I go up against a young rider who's who's just turned 16 and he's maybe his average just fits in to make up the team and he's got to race me at least twice in a night. It's different this year, right? The rule, the format is a little different, but the way it was last year, you had two reserve heats. Mm. And those those are like match winning or match losing heats mm. these days. But how can they go up against the top rider, you know, or a GP rider that can ride at number seven or number six and score 18 points or 21 points? You know, and, and go up again. It must be de- demoralizing for the youngsters, and they never get a shot at it. You know, they don't get a chance to beat these guys that often. No. So, it's well, uh, I think for it's a future. I, I would I would hope that Svemo and the SS or whatever are looking at these possibilities to and create. I think, like Michael said, mm-hmm. if you had teams with eight riders, you would create more space mm-hmm. for for everyone to be there, for more riders to be there, and open the door, open the door, and have number seven and eight yeah if you look at formats from 20 years ago that's how they were in England and in Sweden as well yeah Poland I'm not too sure about but yeah it's it's not a bad idea and I guess the if you think if you look in the mirror and you look at the great teams that's been out in Swedish league for many many years now but they have also having these good teams they have it's meant that yeah, the young Swedish riders hasn't had their place in the team. Which is the when you look now it's not we don't have so many Swedish riders and that's that's why I guess it's easy to say this now when you when you look at it, but yeah, we need to change something, that's for sure. And mm. it's up to make the positive rules and bring the youngsters on. You, you, you starts today. Yeah. Starts today. Yeah. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Greg, you got your son, and Michael has his son. He's uh, about to start, and we have to make sure that there's room for him to start in the league, so they can begin begin to be a speed rider. Give him, yeah. give give him, him a chance. The chance. Give him yeah. a future. Yeah, give him the f- future. Yeah. Very important. Very much so. We'll, we're going to leave it right there because that was awesome, and uh, I got a lot out of that and I know a lot more about both of you guys now but uh, there's probably still a lot more that we can talk about someday but um, I thank you guys for that Um, thank you thank you PK you once told me not to retire because I was your inspiration to keep on going and he said as long as I said as long as you don't retire I don't retire and then you go and retire so I mean what am I supposed to do now well, you just carry on. <laughs> Very important to me now, Greg. I had to bring I had to bring that up because I thought I mean he's now he's he's breaking the he's breaking the deal. What's going on? So okay, well, I'll have to hit it on my own then. <laughs> um, I have a segment that we do called Forty Five Seconds. You've heard it if you've heard the podcast. Where I fire out as many questions as I can in forty five seconds, and you have to answer. Just what comes to mind. Don't think about it. Just whatever comes to mind. And uh, I have a few questions. And do you guys want to share the questions, or do you want to? Is one of you one each? Huh? Want to do one each? Yeah. So we go like that. Okay. So you guys, you're going to learn about both uh, PK and and Michael Max in 45 seconds here. So I'm going to get our 45 second clock ready. And while I'm doing that, what do you think about the new team? that you built for this year for next year I think it looks very uh, promising 
and there's uh, a lot of space I think for improvement in in every rider in that team so looking forward to to finding ways of working together and be positive and look forward and do all things right and you know bring it on I can't wait really it cool. will be good super cool alright I'm excited too there's a lot of youth in this team and there's a lot of experience between the three of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Uh, we got plenty of, it's going to be fun and we've had a good talk today about the team and yeah. the plan so uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the new challenge and uh, working with you guys because I think we we share a common law and a common interest yeah and uh, it will be really really fun to do it so thanks for having me in the team first of all and let's run with 45 seconds I'll push the button PK I'll give you the first question mm -hmm. and then we'll go over to Michael and we'll go from there okay okay so um, we'll start right about now here we go snooze night kitchen or the sofa kitchen planes trains and automobiles or automobiles automobiles do you iron your underwear <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> do, your, do your kids think you're a nut? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, corv or fish and chips? Corv. <laughs> corv, definitely. <laughs> the beach or the forest? The beach. Dolph Lundgren or Arnold Schwarzenegger? a hard one. I go with Arnold. <laughs> that was it. That's all we could get. Oh, you should have been forty-five minutes. Oh, I know exactly. No, there's always more. I can keep on going. There's some good ones too, but uh, yeah, we'll leave it anyway. <laughs> thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, Thank you. Great day, you guys. Thanks for listening to this this podcast once again. You guys are fantastic. We're gonna have a lot of fun in the next year, and um, I hope you guys will come back again. So. Thanks, PK. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thanks. You guys, be sure to listen in to the Real 45 podcast uh, on Podbean, on iTunes, or on Acast, and follow us, like us, subscribe, and uh, our social media channels on Instagram or Twitter is at Real 45 Podcast. So keep it sideways and grin to win. See you soon. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's seize it now and get hyped. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, ayy. Real 45, yeah, Real 45, show them how we do it, man.